so good to be with you today and so glad for this opportunity to share uh, with my brothers and sisters just across town. Really, I've been in Bluffton for 23 years now, uh, and so uh, I know a few familiar faces and appreciate getting to say hey to a few of you as you came in today. Also know Pastor Daniel here for several years, and uh, so, well, it's God's timing, I guess. Uh, as Jason just said, he never gets sick, and here he is sick, and we had set up for me to come in a couple months ago, but God's timing, it worked out perfectly, right? And so, he is a man of God, and I'm so grateful for our connection, our friendship. We've partnered out here at USCB for several years now, and you've got, you've got a great one there. So, so grateful uh, for him and for our friendship, and Jacob as well, our partnership in the gospel here. So, yeah, uh, as Jason said, my name is Rob Jacobs. Uh, I should probably start with I love Jesus, and then I love this other woman that I've lived with for 31 years now. Uh, her name is Gina. We've been married 31 years next month. Uh, we have three kids uh, that are all pretty much grown, young adult, uh, and uh, my oldest is also married, lives over in Atlanta now, but uh, just grateful for my family, grateful for every day, which is a gift, and grateful for the opportunity to love and serve people in Jesus' name, and uh, have had the opportunity to do that in a formal capacity, I guess you'd say, full-time ministry for 31 years now, uh, and uh, did 28 of those years in youth ministry, and now three years continuing in youth ministry, but just uh, not in the local church, but through the ministry of SCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And uh, how many guys have heard of SCA? Are you familiar with it? Most of you? Great, great. And our footprint, it's, it's a little more familiar than maybe where I grew up in Pennsylvania and some other parts of the country, but we're great. Uh, we are so grateful for the opportunity we have. FCA started in this footprint 12 years ago now with one kid going to camp uh, at, at summer with uh, Paul Cifaldi, who was uh, the director who preceded me, and it grew to a couple schools, and now by the by God's grace, we are in 36 schools uh, with thousands of students and coaches participating weekly in the ministries that God allows us to. So we're so excited about what God is doing and continues to do. Um, uh, if I get going too much, I'll just take the whole time and share FCA stories. But I do at least want to share uh, something that happened even just in this summer window. Of course, we, we work on the school campus all year long, but then when it shifts to summer, you know, uh, we shift to camps and clinics, right? So in a 30-day window here from June 27th to July 27th, it's coming up here in a couple weeks, we'll have sent over 500 students uh, in our footprint, which is Jupiter, Jasper, and Hampton County. We'll send over 500 kids to 10 different camps and clinics uh, here in the Low Country, which is exciting. Six regional camps, some of them team camps, some of them individual discipleship camps. We had uh, two um, serve camps, uh, one that's happened already, one that's coming up this week in Bluffton, and then we have... Uh, two camps and clinics that we're doing. Uh, one was a football tournament, which I'll tell you a story about from just a, uh, in just a minute. And then we also have a lacrosse clinic that's happening right here at USCB, July 25th through 27th. And I'll tell you, there are some teenagers represented here, or even if you have some younger kids, the lacrosse clinic that's happening here is an incredible opportunity if you have someone, if you have a child between the age of 8 and 18, whether they've ever picked up a stick, know anything about lacrosse, or care about the sport, they can learn a little bit about the sport, but we've got a group of mentors coming down for FCA Lacrosse in Maryland, who did this last year, who are just fantastic, and do such a great job of mentoring and just making the experience such a fun time. So anybody who's here who wants to be a part of the lacrosse clinic, because I'm here, and, and uh, whatever that means, I'm going to go ahead and give you a scholarship to come for free. So you come let me know afterwards today if you're interested in that. 
instead of paying that $100, you can come for free if you want to be a part of that across the next couple weeks. But we praise God for all these opportunities. And I want to share with you just this past Wednesday, a few days ago, we had the 7-on-7 football uh, clinic that we do each summer. This is our third summer to do that. And uh, up Jason's direction, where's he at? He's just up there, yeah, up in the Buford direction. We were at Whale Branch uh, High School, and 12 uh, local teams, all the all the teams from Hampton to Hilton Head, you know, were there, uh, high school athletes. And, you know, so we did our did our 707 scrimmages, and then we fed them lunch, and then we gave the gospel message over lunch. One of my teammates did that, and it was incredible. We had uh, 75 young men who indicated that they prayed to give their life to Christ that day on Wednesday. Isn't that something worth celebrating? Amen. Amen. So God is at work, and we're so just excited to join him, you know, in that work, wherever he leads uh, in within uh, our footprint of this Tri-County area. I had the opportunity to take over as area director just a few months ago with FCA, served as the Bluffton area rep for several years, uh, and um, it's humbling and challenging all at the same time, uh, but we're excited about the open doors that God continues to give us. And uh, if, you, if you want to find out more about FCA and how you can get involved, uh, just come talk to me afterwards. Pray, serve, and give are always our main you know, lead lines with that. But right out here on this campus, we're looking for volunteers and help with our, with our campus ministry that we have at USCB and middle schools and high schools in the area as well. So appreciate that. And again, appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today and just the chance to love and serve in Jesus' name. So a couple years ago, I saw this uh, video montage of the NFL legendary quarterback, Tom Brady. Anybody ever heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, most people call the goat. Some people call the guy who will never retire, whatever you call him. You know, um, uh, this montage featured him uh, simply saying what apparently is his favorite two, you know, two word phrase uh, that, 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 that he likes to use all uh, throughout the field, other than possible profanity. I don't know about that. But anyway, this two word phrase over and over and over that, that was, it was edited together was these two words. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, you heard him yelling it, you know, out in the field. You heard it yelling on the sidelines. You hear it yelling in the locker room. Let's go. You know, let's go. And, uh, you know, so by the end of it, you're, you're just, you know, you're running, out, you're running out of your room wherever you're watching the video yelling the same thing. And it got me thinking, you know, at, true competitors encourage each other with greatness. When, when, a when you're in competition and you're down and you need some kind of energy to push through, you know, to kind of fourth quarter mentality, since we're talking about football, you know, uh, to achieve their test, nothing beats a good rally cry, right? Nothing beats a good rally cry. It's the one thing in competition that everyone can kind of rally around. For one moment, everybody joins, you know, together in solidarity for a common purpose to motivate, to produce action, to change the outcome. And as Christian competitors, our coach with a capital C gives us the, you know, it's commissioned the ultimate rally cry, the ultimate coach leading the ultimate charge. The time is now, so let's go. So this morning, my friends, you all represent the bridge team, team bridge. I don't know, uh, team bridge church. I'm not sure how to say it. So maybe the mascot should be sand sharks since we're out here at USCB. I don't know. But I want you to get a little bit excited and, and, and adopt this uh, sports mentality, this football mentality, you know, where you're going to put on the helmet and you're going to strap on the shoulder pads. And, and just for a minute, let me hear you shout out this two-word phrase, let's go, with a little bit of enthusiasm. We're going to try to engage you here this morning. Is that okay? Three of you are very excited about it. The rest of you aren't so sure. I get it. All right. So here we go. When I 
when I say ready team, you say let's go. All right, let's practice. Ready team? Let's go. Oh, you, you well, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it again. Ready team? Let's go. Oh man, you guys are fun. I'm glad to be out here already. I like it already. Okay, so I want you to be continuing to listen for that catchphrase, ready team? Let's go! Because anytime you hear it, that's the response that I want from you right there, all right? Awesome, y'all are so much fun. In John chapter 17, Jesus said to his father, the pre high priestly prayer, one of the last things that he prayed while he was here on earth, he says, in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. Do you realize today that you have a custom mission that's specifically built for you based on your gifts and your talents and the way that God's wired you and put you together. But we all also have a common mission together that we share every believer. And that is to go. Amen. That is to go. You ready team? Let's go. God is in essence saying to us, this is a plan and you're going to like it. In John 20, Jesus said, lays out the plan, says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Paul in Acts 20 says, the most important thing is that I complete my mission, the work that Jesus gave me, and that is to tell people the good news about God's grace. Amen? We call that the Great Commission. In Mark, it says, go and tell good news to all people. In Matthew, it says, go and make disciples of all nations. You see, my friends, it's clear the mission that God has called us all to is to share the good news. How many of you guys remember the Mission Impossible movies? I know that's too hard to remember. They're, he's still making more. Tom Cruise is making bank on Top Gun, and now another one coming out next year. Yeah, Mission Impossible, they used to always have that catchphrase. Was it, what was it? Your mission, should you choose to accept it, right? Yeah, and then a little box would blow up or something like that, you know, a, a minute later. Your mission, should you choose to accept it? But so you see, as believers, we're not given that option, should you choose to accept it? It's just, it's just said, you know, uh, we're simply told to go. So along those lines, where I want to land today is a very familiar verse, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. This literally was one of the last things that Jesus said to his followers before he left this earth. A very familiar verse, and it says, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So let's break that down to make sure that we understand what's being said here today. The audience in Acts 1 lived in Jerusalem. So he was saying to them, first of all, you need to start right here in your own backyard. You need to start right here with people that you know, that you know that, are, that are your neighbors, okay? And then he says he wants us to go to Judea and Samaria, which is for us is kind of maybe like the county next door. You know, and Samaria happened to look different culturally racially. So Jesus says, I want you to go to people nearby that maybe don't look exactly like you do, if you will. And then I also want you to go far away as well. My friend Joe Friesen, uh, here local pastor, used to say this way, we're called to go here, there, and over there, right? That's that, that's that great commission we talked about. The first thing I want us to notice and think about is that God is saying that we are to be his witnesses. That's the first part of that verse. We're, you're to be my witnesses. Now, hear that he isn't asking you to be an all-star defense attorney. He isn't asking you to be a prosecutor. You know, he isn't asking you to have some great sales pitch that, that, that you give, you know, on behalf of him or behalf of the good news and the gospel message. You don't have to defend God. All God wants you to do is simply to be a witness. And what is a witness? 
A witness is somebody who simply says what they've seen. I saw this, and then I saw this, and then this happened. Witnesses tell what happened to them. And you see, you are the expert when it comes to your own life. I used to play ball with a boy, a neighbor boy growing up, and uh, he, would, uh, uh, he would have temper tantrums all the time as like an 11-, 12-year-old kid, you know, and things didn't go his way or, you know, he didn't get the right call or whatever, you know, and he'd finally break out in this line. He'd say, I think I would know I am myself. You know, so this is the idea. You are the expert when it comes to yourself. You know what's happened in your life more than anybody else could testify. And the whole point of history is God is bringing a family together with him forever for, from every nation under heaven. Believers are going to be gathered together. That's not mission impossible. That's mission inevitable. It's going to happen. And the amazing part of it is that God chooses us to help carry out that mission. We are privileged to be a part of this. He says, basically, in John 17, hey, guys, I want you to finish what I started. You ready, team? How do we get on God's agenda? How do we let God use us and bless us to be part of completing that mission? Three quick points I want to share with you this morning that are taken from one of my favorite books from years ago, written by Rick Warren, a best-selling book called The Purpose Driven Life. Uh, and here we go. Number one is, first of all, I must share with those in my world. Write this down if you have someone to write. First of all, I must share with those in my world. Key words are share and my. Think about some of the stories of the Bible. When people had an encounter with Jesus, people who were healed with Jesus, people who were touched by Jesus. I read a couple of those in the Gospel of Luke as I was reading my Bible this morning. What did he tell them to do? He said, go and tell somebody what the Lord's done for you. And they did. Some examples, a woman at the well. You know, after their encounter, they had this beautiful conversation together. And he says, go and, you know, tell people. She said, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. That's what she went and told people, right? There was another guy who was miraculously healed from demon possession, and he went around in the 10 surrounding cities talking about what God had done for him. Another man who had Jesus had healed wanted to go with Jesus, and Jesus said, no, 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 don't, don't come with me, but go back to your town and tell them what happened. He went all over town telling people just how much he had done. There's a common theme there. Let me ask us this question today. What has God done for you? What are you a witness of in your life that God has done for you? And I get so frustrated sometimes uh, because uh, people who, like myself, who grew up in the church sometimes feel like they have a weak testimony, you know, if you will, because they don't have some, uh, you know, story like I was delivered from, you know, alcohol and drugs at the age of six, you know, and whatever, <laughs> whatever they expound upon. Someone else might have it. It might be a legitimate story, but they feel like their story is weak. And here's the reality. If you have been saved by the grace of God today, you have been given every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every. That's, our, that's actually our theme word for FCA this coming school year. Every means every. Okay, That means that you are forgiven uh, from your sin, that you've been adopted into God's family, that you have been chosen, that you have been redeemed, that you have been brought into his inheritance. God has done an awful lot for you and me if we're part of the family. Amen? So we've got an awful lot to tell people about. Can I remind us that the grace of God extended to all, regardless of your circumstance, you've been saved from yourself, you've been saved from sin, you've been saved from eternal death, you've been rescued, 
That's a captivating story, and that's worth telling. Jesus told the man to go back home, and he says the same to you and me because that's where our mission starts. Our mission starts right here at home. It starts in Bluffton. It starts in Hardyville. It starts in Buford. It starts in Ridgeland. It starts on Hilton Head or wherever you live. Jesus says, I want you to share the good news with the people in your neighborhood. So why don't we do this more often? A number of reasons. One of the reasons, I think, is that we think that people might not be interested, that people just don't, don't care about God or religious things. And some don't. You're right. But it's interesting that uh, just a few years ago, Barna did one of these church surveys, surveyed 65 million Christians, Americans who, uh, not Christians, I apologize, Americans who had no church home, and 35 million of them said that they would attend church if they were simply invited. Over half. That's incredible. The opportunities to share the good news really are around us every day. We just have to be looking for them. We just have to be engaged and be ready and be aware. Are you ready, team? Let's go! You almost fell asleep there for a minute. All right, you got it. You recovered well. This is the essence of the Great Commission. It's as you go through life, talk about Jesus, right? Not just like when you have a stage like this this morning or if you ever have that opportunity, but as you go, let's simplify it, not even as you go through life, as you go through your day, as you go through your day, give God glory and talk about Jesus and let people see. You don't have to be a mission trip far away to be a witness. It doesn't matter what profession you're in either. I mean, if you are a hairstylist or do manicures or pedicures, man, you have the most captive audience that probably anybody has, right? I was at the dump uh, yesterday or day before and uh, you know, dumping my trash over here in Bluffton and the gentleman there you know, who uh, you know, scans you in now shared a little poem about God's goodness and forgiving others as I stopped there for 30 seconds that I had with him. And I thanked him for that because he was being a witness right there at the dump. That's being ready. That's being a witness wherever you are, wherever, whatever your occupation is in your community. You don't have a, to have a theological degree or a seminary education or anything like that. The gospel is as simple as this. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Amen? Some of us feel one of two words, unqualified or disqualified to do it. And that's another reason we sometimes don't. We feel unqualified, you know, that someone might ask us some question about God that we don't know the answer to, and then what's going to happen? Or some of us might feel disqualified because of our past, and someone might know something about the way we used to be or the things we used to do, and that might surface and come up and how embarrassing, you know, and all that sort of thing, you know. But the reality is, my friends, is that God loves to use ordinary people, flawed people like you and me to advance his kingdom and his purpose. And if that's true, that means that God can use you. Today, I brought a simple tool. And I think you were handed when you came in. And if not, you can get one on the way out the door if you're interested too. But to help us get started in this, it's this simple bracelet that I'm wearing right here called the four. We've been using this in FCA over the last several years now to just Present the gospel simply as a conversation piece and doing it in only 13 words. So just about everybody can memorize this gospel presentation, all right? And we've given these out to hundreds, probably even thousands now at this point locally of uh, coaches and athletes in our area. It has four symbols that are popular symbols that people can relate to. There's a heart, 
which uh, stands for God loves us. There's a division sign that stands for sin divides us. There's a cross that stands for Jesus rescues us. And there's a question mark that asks them the question, will you trust Jesus? 13 words. God loves us. Sin divides us. Jesus rescues us. Will you trust Jesus? And if you forget that, you can go to the back of the bracelet, it's Kapoor.com, and you can look it up, and they can give you some verses and some things to go along with it. But I try to give out one of these bracelets every week to somebody who notices it or who might, might see it, and I encourage you to do the same thing with the bracelet or two. Take a couple if you want to today that you're handed when you come today. It's just an opportunity. It's as simple as it gets, an opportunity for someone for you to talk about God right there in your backyard, you know, so to speak, in your neighborhood with someone who you might have the opportunity to share that with today. Be a witness right here. Start praying about it. Start thinking about ways that God can open doors for you to share his love and serve people right around you, your neighbors, your community, the people you hang out with socially, the people that you work with. They're all around us every day. And sometimes it's as simple as a bracelet or a smile or an act of service in Jesus' name that helps them to see some forgiveness. So number one, I've got to share with people in my world. Number two, I must dare to reach beyond my world. I must dare to reach beyond my world. Key words, dare and beyond. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible is 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Not quite as popular as John 3, 16, you know, but... One that a lot of people will know some verses from. There's a lot of great verses in there. Second Corinthians 5, uh, 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, creature creation. The old has uh, gone and the new has come. Verse 20 says that we are Christ's ambassadors, as if God were making his appeal through us, saying, Be reconciled to God, which is our gospel message, our witness that we were just talking about, that we give when we're out there talking to people. But I also love verse 13, where Paul says, If we are... Out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. Well, listen to this. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Christ's love compels me. Okay, It drives me. It's a strong word. It produces this irresistible drive within me. God's love demands that I move outside of my comfort zone to people with different backgrounds, with different languages, with different socioeconomic status or situations. In, in 1 Corinthians 9, Paul says, whatever each person is like, I try to find common ground with them so that they will let me tell them about Jesus and let Christ save them. That's a, that's a theme verse if I've ever heard one, right? In other words, I don't just hang with people uh, that are just like me. As Christians, we're called to build bridges, <laughs> aka the bridge church. I didn't even think about that until now. We're, we're called to build bridges, you know, and not walls. And over and over, God says it in his word. Go. He says, I want you to go. You can't spell gospel, the word, without go. You can't spell God without go. So you must go. You ready, team? Let's go. We're on a roll now. All right. Listen, in our local footprint, you don't have to go very far to get to that world that looks a little different than you, that Judea, that Samaria, if you will. I remember Gina, my wife and I, going to the fall festival uh, in Ridgeland uh, 
must have been seven, eight months ago now, something like that, uh, uh, last uh, November, I think it was. And looking around, we were going there to hear a band play that, that we liked, and we were looking around at hundreds, probably even thousands of people that were there that night attending, and we were like, where, where are we? <laughs> we this, this, uh, this, it feels like we're in another country or far, far away, and we've literally drove, driven 15 or 20 minutes you know, from home out there because it, it just looks so different. Jasper County, which we're in the border of right here, right, right here in this cat campus looks a lot different than Beaufort County, you know, and, and so does Hampton County and some of the surrounding areas that we have here. I was speaking in a school in Jasper County in uh, December, uh, yeah, just a few months ago, and uh, Royal Live Oaks uh, Charter School, right around the corner from us here, down John Smith Road. And I remember uh, I was filling in from one of my teammates, but I came in to speak to uh, two teams over uh, a lunch period that they had, and uh, so there's about 40 students in the room, and of the 40 people in the room, there was not one with the same skin color, you know, that I had. They all looked very different than me, but they were so attentive and responsive that day to, to the devotional that I was sharing with them, and I just felt led to take the opportunity to present the gospel message using this little bracelet here that uh, I had, uh, I was wearing, and I was amazed at how receptive they were, how hungry they were to hear the words of God. So when I closed in prayer after my, my little devotional that day, I invited them to give their lives to Christ right there in that classroom and repeat a prayer silently after me, you know, one phrase at a time, as pastors often do. And so I said, you know, I coached them along and I said, you know, pray silently, something like this, dear Lord Jesus. And they all said out loud, dear Lord Jesus. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I don't ever have that happen unless I'm in another country, you know, or something like that. It was crazy, but it was awesome. And, uh, you know, it was amazing. And I felt a lot like I was on a mission trip in another country, but again, only about 20 minutes from home. There are people all around us, my friends, who have, who, who have a need to hear about the hope of Jesus. And they will respond. Many will respond if you give them that opportunity. James, which is one of my favorite books in the Bible, says, real religion is the kind that reaches out to the homeless and the unlovables and the widows and the orphans and the poor and the imprisoned and the social outcasts. It's not just for pretty people. How do I reach my Judeans? How do I get out of my comfort zone? May I challenge you to look around you to see where God is already at work. Look around you to people who are reaching and ministering to those around you already and then jump on board. People who are already doing this in a tangible way. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Jump on board with some places that are already making this happen. Maybe it's time to consider volunteering or partnering with local ministries that do that. First and foremost, your church right here in ways that you're reaching out into your community and on this campus. The ministries like the one I serve, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you know, that uh, you know, serves coaches and athletes and students across uh, three counties and, and, again, right here on this same college campus. My friend Carl Martin, who I serve with a lot of Sundays in, uh, out on Palmetto Bluff, uh, he has an organization called Real Champions that mentors young people in our surrounding counties. Uh, there are so many opportunities to join God in his work, Bluffton Self-Help and God's Goods and you know, all these other places that are just doing an amazing job of loving and serving people in, right around us in Jesus' name. You know, it's been said that the world has come to us here in the U.S., as we see firsthand right here in our footprint where we live, every race, every creed, every color represented 
our Judea, our Samaria, representing those who God cares about. People, right? All people. There's an old, old song by Steve Green back from the 1980s that say, sums it up well, people need the Lord. All people, right? And that's what Christianity is all about, taking us out of our self-centered and comfortable lives and helping to heal broken and messed up lives while we still have time and while we're called to this mission. You ready, team? Let's go! So if I'm going to be like Jesus, I share with my world. I dare to reach beyond my world. And finally, I care about the whole world. I care about the whole world. We have to care because God cares about the whole world, right? It's as simple as that. Speaker and author, pastor and author, David Platt says it this way, God desires and decrees for people from all nations to hear and receive the good news of his great love in Jesus. Well said. Mark 16, once again, go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. That's the mission. So is it mission impossible? I mean, to reach the whole world? It, it may have used to seem that way. When Jesus said this to his disciples in his days, think about it. There was only, you know, two modes of transportation. You can walk or you can ride a donkey <laughs> or maybe a camel. I don't know. And that was it. But today we have planes and trains and automobiles and we have technology, you know, that allows us to communicate with the world right from our homes. You can be sitting in your pajamas and be talking to somebody on the other side of the world. It's never been easier for us to potentially fulfill this great commission of reaching the entire world. I have close friends in India. Some of my FCA mission partners live in Bangalore, India. And, uh, you know, the, the way they say it, sometimes, you know, we don't get electricity 24-7. We get it certain hours of the day. It comes and it goes. But when we do, we turn on those laptops and we connect, right? Have you ever been in a, in a third world country? I'm sure many of you have. It can really change your life. It can change your perspective. If you haven't, Take the opportunity and grow, go cross-culturally and experience a mission trip. Have you ever sponsored a child from another country? My daughter and I had the opportunity to meet with one of our sponsored kids that we sponsored for years who lives in Mexico City a couple years ago. That was an amazing, life-changing experience. Early, some of the girls just got back from a passion camp uh, down in Florida this past week, and earlier this year we were at a passion conference with 60,000 young adults in Atlanta and those poor college kids, believe it or not, gave over $2 million to translate the Bible into two languages for unreached people groups in Eastern Europe. Talk about making an impact all around the world. Listen, there's so many ways that you can jump on board the mission that God has called us to reach the entire world. You can pray, you can serve, you can give, you can go. I've had the opportunity to visit 20 different countries doing mission work. And let me tell you, people all around the world are hungry for the good news. Because the bottom line is everybody needs Jesus. They may mask it. They may pretend. They may put up barriers. But the reality is they know that their hearts are empty without him. So let me ask you, as we bring this to a close today, do you want to really start living? Do you want to really start living? Then go. Then go. Listen to what Jesus said. If you insist on saving your life, you will lose it. 
but only those who give their lives away for my sake and the sake of the good news will ever know what it means to really live. My friends, and I speak to myself as I say this, as I speak it to you, refuse to settle for a casual and comfortable Christianity that ignores those who have such great need, physically and more important, spiritually. What Jesus planned to rescue and ransom impact the way that you live and you give and you serve him. There's no greater feeling on earth than to see someone's life changed and rescued by the love of Jesus. Just witnessed it this past week with those boys at the football camp. Never gets old. Makes me think of Rick Warren's quote from years ago, is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? Is anybody going to say thank you for telling me the good news? If we care, we must share. As we close today, here's a test uh, to see if you completed your mission or not. Everybody, please place your hand over your heart as if we're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. You, uh, you, you hear some, feel, do you feel something beating there? I hope you do. That's a good sign if you do. And that's the sign to know that you're still alive and that your mission is not complete. Simple test. Doesn't matter what season of life you're in. If you feel like your better years are behind you, if you feel like you're too young, no. We're all on this same mission, this common mission and destiny that God's called us together. Now, your response to that mission can be like Moses in the Bible who said, who, me? Your response can be like Jonah in the Bible said, no, not me. Your response can be like Habakkuk in the Bible that said, why me? Your response can be like Isaiah in the Bible that said, send me. Do you have the courage enough to say, God, use my life here in my community, right here in my, my own neighborhood. Use my life to reach across county lines and into this surrounding area where I am as you provide opportunities and use my life that maybe I can even travel or through technology reach around the world to impact people for the sake of the gospel. Because little becomes much when you place it in God's hands. Amen? Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being invited to be a part of the greatest cause, building your family, being a history maker, being a part of your mission. Maybe you want to just say this prayer to the Lord today as we close the time of our message. We say, Lord, I want you to use me anytime, any way, in any place. Say that to him in your own words. Lord, I want you to use me anytime, any way, any place. Lord, I want to bring others to you. I want to be a part of what you're doing in the world. I want to build my life around your purpose. Help me to reach one more person, Jesus, with your gospel message. I am available to you. And I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to the Bridge Church Podcast. If you would like to find out more information about our church, you can simply visit our website at thebridgebluffton.com. Have a blessed day.